You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. Man, it's hot in Texas. It is. Oh, <laughs> but you know, Labor Day being right around the corner, that's always the time when it starts to cool off just a little. So I'm, I'm hoping. I'm ready. That within a week we'll have some crisper I'm, morning I'm ready, and I, there might be listeners that are like, man, it's hot where I live too. And I, yeah, this is one of those where I think everybody on some level understands heat and the seasons and stuff. But I, I mean, I don't know. I Correct me if I'm wrong that I'm of the belief that the heat is best in the bedroom. And that's that's really the only place. <laughs> but I want air conditioning because I don't like sweaty. Well, you know, sex I mean, during, gross. during, okay, maybe, but you got to have time where you just lay under the fan and cool off after. And <laughs> now, now, Corey, you have to know, though, that for a lot of our listeners, it's not hot where they are because we've been hearing from more and more yeah. listeners who are listening from Australia, New Zealand, sure. places on the other side of the world That's where true. it's winter time it's winter right now. Time where they I, are. I have to tell you a funny story. I went to pick up a woman from the airport for a women at the well workshop and she had flown in from Sydney, Australia. And my daughter had lived in Sydney for a year. So I swung by the house and was like, Hey, do you want to meet this girl? And, and she's from Sydney and my daughter, she just got this look on her face and she said, she flew all the way from Sydney for this, for you. And I was like, I love you, mom. I am a big deal. I am an international sensation. I, I just had to laugh. You know, that you know, you're never a big deal in your kid's mind. I'm kind of a big deal. You, maybe, maybe you forgot yeah, that I'm kind of a big deal. Honey. Yeah, we're, we're kind of a big, so that was kind of a, a joke around our house for a long time of, of yeah. And like, um, Copies of Every Woman's Battle just recently arrived in Slovak. I guess that's the language of Slovakia. Yeah. I was like, see, Aaron, proof positive. I am a big deal. Yeah, well done. But I want to talk about a different big deal today, though. Oh, I want to okay, ask. That was a, quick, a good turn. I like it. Where are we going? <laughs> I want to ask our listeners, how big is your butt? Um, that's a little personal. <laughs> I don't know if. Now, I'm. Let me clarify. I'm not okay. talking about not talking about getting out of measuring tape. Not talking anatomy here. Boxers or anything like that. Okay. Now, how I got the the title for today's show that we're gonna do is um, I do this mentorship program for aspiring writers and speakers, and I ask them just to send me a little video clip of them speaking. And in six years of doing this, the most creative submission just recently came in. It was from a thirty-something-year-old single woman asking other singles, "How big is your butt?" And, and she was getting around to the notion of, yeah, but he's been married before. Yeah, but she has a kid. Yeah, but they're a virgin. Yeah, but they don't, they're not the same denomination as okay. me. It's like, you know, how important is this to you? If you want to get married, stop letting your butt be so big. Right. And I thought, how many of our listeners have conversations with their spouses over and over? And rather than their spouse saying, hmm, I didn't realize that you felt that way. Okay, well, what can we do to make this a win-win? That instead, the response that they get from their spouse is, well, yeah, but, 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 which basically means what you just told me means nothing right, to me. Right, totally My dismissed. My feelings totally trump yours. Yep, totally dismissed. So, so let's talk about the big butts in marriage that create stalemates. 
Okay. And that just keep a couple from getting to those deeper levels of intimacy that they really both long to be in. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure that you have lots of well, clients that you've worked I, with. I just, just I just think you. of, but, 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 well, but I just think of the idea. I just said, but right there. Um, I think <laughs> of the idea of when you use, but you're either defending, deflecting or rationalizing whatever it is that's going on. Okay. Defending, deflecting or rationalizing. Right. You're, okay. ma you're making your own case. You know, okay. like it's go with this scenario. You want to bring up an idea on a, for a show. Okay. And I go, oh man, that's a great idea. But, 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 but. So what I'm doing is I'm just defending why I don't want to do it. Exactly. I've heard that when you hear the word, but in a sentence, it basically means disregard everything I just said right. beforehand, right. because what I'm about to say is, is more important. Yeah. The easiest example of that is the compliment sandwich where you come to your kid and you say, Hey, it's so great on your report card. I see the A here and the A here and the A here, but we still need to work on, you know, science. Cause you got to see mm -hmm. all they hear is I need to work on science because you compliment yeah. sandwich them with the butt. Yeah. When, and I know that parents are going, what should I be doing? Hey, I, well done on the A's in those, those classes. That's great. Well, I remember asking my son who did make a C in, in, uh, I think it was AP chemistry in his <laughs> first year of junior college, you know? And I just said, well, Matt, did you do your best? Do you feel like you applied yourself? And he was just like, mom, I just don't like science. I'm, I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm a sports guy. It, it, science is just not interesting to me. I was like, you know what? Then that C probably just doesn't even matter. Yeah. I said, it, it may impact your ability to get scholarships down the road, but hopefully you're going to make a ton of money in your lifetime and it's not well, going to matter. Hey, I got a C once in college and it was the hard, it was the best C I ever got because I worked oh, really? my tail off <laughs> in that class to get it. Well, and I couldn't throw a stone at him for his C in chemistry because I actually started out wanting to do pre-med as my undergrad major and go into pathology, but chemistry was what knocked me out of the running. I had to drop the class. Yeah. I had to take a W because I knew that even to make a C would be lucky. Right. So, yeah. So let's go back to the butt. I can envision the couple, we talk about them often, the high drive, high desire, low desire. Mm -hmm. What are the cases that the high desire space, high desire spouse makes? What what are what are their big butts, and what are the big butts of the low desire spouse? Well, that's where it's it's all about the focus of the partner and what they're not doing, rather than recognizing what they do. You know, okay. we never have sex, but you never love me. Blah 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 blah. You know, it's all about because it, it, when you often say, "but" is followed by never. Or always, mm -hmm. <laughs> always or never are two of the worst words in the English language to use in an argument. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that if, if it's, uh, if this goes back to that idea we, we touched on last show or the, no, two couple shows, shows ago, two shows ago mm -hmm. on what you focus on grows. And if you focus on what's not happening, the, but mm -hmm. then that's, you, you just get frustrated and mad and angry rather than okay, wait, what am I doing to contribute to this? What's going on that's good? What did they do that, you know, how do I assume a positive intent from my partner? How do I look for the positive in, in the situation? And that could change what could happen and what we could do. So 
This is the idea of don't attack, don't withdraw, don't defend whenever there's an issue going on between you and your partner, that there's an element of us that there's just going to be an issue. I don't have to set up my side of things to win. I need to set up my side to own what's my side. Yeah. And I also think that you can use but in your favor. Let me explain. Okay. Uh, since my husband doesn't listen to the show, I guess I don't have to worry about embarrassing him. <laughs> but there was a particular evening not long ago where I had been traveling and I had just gotten home and I was really looking forward to being intimate and uh, was in the bathroom getting ready. And his approach can sometimes be a little silly, you know, quite honestly. He just, he loves, he loves to just be comical and silly and lighthearted. And, you know, yeah, sometimes I would rather have, you know, the really intense, you know, sweep your feet, don't take no for an answer, just kind of attack me because I'm home type of approach. But he was doing something uh, I probably shouldn't go into the physicality of what he was doing, but he was talking to me in a voice that I accused him of mimicking Kukla Fran and Ollie. It just sounded like a puppet, like Mr. Bill of, oh no, you know, type yeah. of thing. And, and it just wasn't sexy. Right, it's not and a turn I, on. Nope, wasn't a turn on at all. And I even said, just so you know, this is not doing anything for me. Right. But I was not about to let that rob my sexual energies that I already had toward being intimate with him just because he didn't have the perfect approach to totally float right. my boat. Right. So what if he wants to be a little silly right now? This is him. Give him room to be him. And so it was just kind of like the fact that this is not turning me on. So what? Yeah. I can still be very intentional about what I had every intention of doing when I walked into this door with my suitcase. And that was to unpack, take a shower, get naked and climb into bed and either attack or be attacked. I really didn't care which one at that point. Yeah. So you can use butt in your head as a way of keeping yourself in the groove yeah. when you feel like you're being derailed. Yeah, it's, it's, it comes down to what's the intent behind it. What it, What's the goal? What are you doing it? What, what's the point? Yep, and he was moving us in a direction. He just wasn't aware that, yeah, that probably feels more like two steps backward to me. But I can keep moving it forward. Yeah. I can shift the gears. Yeah. I can, the, I can treat him the way that I want to be treated. And he, he will evolve to coming around to that type of, he will respond in kind. Right. Because here's, here's the struggle mm -hmm. I have with human butts. <laughs> you like that one? I um, do. It, because lots of times it can be used to skirt responsibility. It's the, I mean, I have clients that I'm, my whole goal and what I love is because there's kind of a undercurrent of this message getting out among Dallas for uh, among McKinney and the surrounding areas of people that come see me in my office of Dr. Allen's going to shoot straight with you. He's not going to pull any punches. He's just going to come straight out and say what's going on. And that's what people like. Mm -hmm. I think when it comes down to the stuff that really bedevils them, they need somebody just to be brutally honest. So I'll do it. But I have a, current of some clients that they they constantly skirt their role in what's going on you know it's a couple they've that, always got a butt right and it's that idea of well but they don't say it that way that's kind of an obvious they've become very sophisticated Ooh, how it. do they how do they well the one it? i've yet to figure out how to really combat and with a with a straightforward answer is the moral high ground person ah the 
I, I'm not living in that blatant of sin, so therefore I am not in the wrong in this relationship. You are the one that crosses the line, even though I come pretty close, you know, and they don't say it that way. They just say it as, you know, well, I, I got messed up too with you. We drank too much and it, you know, but then you did it the next two days and you're wrong. And it's like, hold on. You know, another way, <laughs> another way to say it is hip, you're hypocritical. Yeah. Um, so holding just, your spouse to a different standard that you hold yourself to exactly. is pretty hypocritical. Exactly. So it's just figuring out because that's where the butts come in, but it's it's not stated as clearly as that. It's not the yeah, but you did blah 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 blah. That's pretty easy tit for tat kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the where they don't even recognize it, or they've spent so long trying to not recognize it because of their own self perception and awareness that they want to keep that facade of perfection or whatever. So it's just how do you get people to see, you know, part of what happens in my marriage is my own fault. <laughs> you know, it's I've I contribute to it. In it, it go back to your scenario with Greg. If he continues to persist with the com comedic side of it and you're going, "Hold on. This After is, I've already said this isn't working, dude." Working and then all of a sudden it it finally you're like, "Okay, you know, you've kind of pushed it too far, even though I really am interested in this. I'm not interested in the way it's going now. I'm going to stop. And he gets and he loses it and is all mad at you because you won't do it. It's like, <laughs> hold on, dude. You can't intentionally turn your spouse off and then expect and then them. blame them, yeah. even though couples do that. Yeah, you're so, right. That's the subtlety of married life, and that's the sadistic side of married life, that we do these things, and we don't recognize I do them, and that's where my butt is getting in my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we go back to that moral high ground person? Please do. <laughs> I I can totally envision how, um, I mean, let's be honest. I think it's usually the woman. Mm, it is. Yeah, I, I think that So it's far, my experience in my office, it is. Yeah. I think it's usually the woman who is just simply either uncomfortable or shocked or uh, she just doesn't want to be pulled out of her comfort zone. And she uses, you know, she plays the God card, plays the God card to justify why she's not down with that. Right. Whereas I don't know what scripture she's pulling out of context to justify her resistance or whatever. I, I just think that you you can pull a scripture out of the Bible to to support anything. Absolutely. Anything. Uh, and so, yeah, that person who takes the moral high ground and tries to make their spouse feel like the scum of the earth, the, you know, next, you know, like level next to Hitler or Satan or something right. like that, just because they're interested in experiencing something sexually with their spouse because they can't experience it anywhere else. I think that's really cruel. So to use a spiritual butt, is, is, is I think one of the worst things that a person can do because you're not just saying, no, I'm uncomfortable with that sexual act. Please respect that. You're making the spouse feel like there's something wrong with their spiritual walk. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like they're a hypocrite or that they're a wretched sinner or that they're just a really bad person. Mm -hmm. I think that to attack a person's spiritual character, that that's even more below the belt than rejecting them sexually. It, yeah, agree? absolutely. Because anytime you get into the world, the spiritual context, you're talking about a very personal thing that yeah. as far as I define spirituality, that is a personal thing in and of itself. That's it. It is a matter of personal conscience, yep. how they conduct themselves. Yep. And if they feel as if they have the freedom 
to engage in certain sexual activities in their marriage and they're not really worried about could this be a sin because they just don't feel that conviction at all. I think that that actually speaks highly of their trust in Jesus Christ that God's grace really is sufficient for us. And even if we did press our faces really close to that fire or step our toe, you know, a little too close to that line, that God's got us. I mm -hmm. totally trust in God. So mm -hmm. actually, I think that it can be a, an indication that a person's walk with God is is very mature, mm -hmm. that they don't let sexual hangups become this huge issue. Yeah. But of course, the person who has the sexual hangups wants to use spirituality as their justification for their hangups, when the reality is they need to look at where does this hangup come from? Why do I not want to perform right. oral sex? Why do I not want to receive oral sex? Why do I not want to be on top? Why do I not want the lights on? Why do I not want to have sex more than once a week or once a month or once a year? Like stop spiritualizing it. Right. I hate it when people spiritualize stuff unnecessarily. It reminds me of this. There's this truck that drives around Tyler, Texas. And if the person who owns this company is listening, I'm sorry to offend you, but um, it's for a playground installation company. Mm -hmm. And the slogan is play safe with Jesus. And it's like, what has Jesus got to do with a playground installation? <laughs> I just feel like they're using yeah. the God card, the yeah. spirituality thing to get business. <clears throat> yeah. I, I just hate it when people spiritualize things, you know, in a positive direction or in a negative direction. Yeah. Stop playing the God card on people. It's just not respectful. Well, it's it when we're talking about recognizing your own butt. <laughs> that's still so funny to me. Um, <laughs> that it's most couples. What we really fight about is we're we're struggling with the tyranny of the lowest common denominator. Okay, that one of you yeah. does not want to do something, so therefore you're the common denominator. Like, I want to do something and aspire to whatever, and Pam's holding me back, so she's the lowest common denominator in this mm -hmm. regard. So I have to give up on my whatever because of what, so she's comfortable. Mm -hmm. But the struggle is most people don't recognize, or some people don't recognize, when you're dealing with the turning of the lowest common denominator, what if you are the lowest common denominator? And that's what's really bothering you. That what's going on is really too close to home, really uncomfortable, really. And so you're not willing to be honest to say, this is what I really need. This is what I really want. And it's much easier just to say, this is what you do. And this is why I won't because right. of. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the situation of the spouse. And if my spouse makes me feel as if, well, what you're interested in, what you're wanting to do, that would just be unholy. That would be ungodly. That would be um, per twisted, sick, perverted. Yeah. Like those are personal attacks of my character, of my, mm -hmm. um, of my spirit. I, I would want to dig in my heels and push back all the more of, no, it's not, you know, this is perfectly in line, you can't show me a scripture that's forbidden or whatever. I would just want to push back. But if my, there's the, but there you go. If, but if my spouse said, okay, I can understand how that would float your boat. But for me, that would be like the sinking of the Titanic. I, I'm just uncomfortable with that. Mm -hmm. I would so want to respect that. I would so want to honor that. I wouldn't want my husband to feel as if I'm abusing him right. just for my own jollies. Right. And if if he's honest and just says that in response, then maybe we can revisit the conversation at another time when maybe his comfort level has changed. Because let's be real, we evolve as sexual yeah. beings. And what is uncomfortable to us in the first decade of marriage may become really comfortable to us in the fourth decade of marriage. Right. You just never know. Right. 
But if you've, if you've made it a spiritual thing of I'll never feel comfortable with that ever, 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 because God would just look down on, he would curse our marriage bed and just over-spiritualize it. Yeah. It, you pretty much shot your spouse. You just shot, shot all kinds of holes in there. Yeah. And that's, butts come into the, pro get in the way a lot, I think, because they're just excuses, aren't they? Sure. And it, well, the one thing human brains can do is recognize excuses and typically that we don't hear them well. I mean, I, I, my daughter or my son, you know, I, Hey, don't you guys close the fridge, you know, well, but he left it open. It's like, I don't need excuses, honey. Do not throw somebody else under the bus. It Just doesn't matter who left it open. Deal it with what's closed. going on. Yeah. Deal yep. with what's happening or even bigger is they make a mistake and they do something wrong and then they get the consequence of it and they throw, they try to make excuses for it. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, do not make excuses for choices we make. Sometimes they're just wrong. Take the hit for them. That's actually more respectable. Right. Love covers a multitude of sins. Right. But if I'm more grown up, then I present something that's worth wanting to give a second chance to. That's where, if you think about it in a relationship, that if I handle Pam doing something or bringing something up and I handle it well and I don't fly off the handle, I present something that she's going to probably bring more of her to me because mm -hmm. I can handle her. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the chances of a couple ever evolving together are much greater when there's just honesty when the hesitations do come up. Yeah. Just because you can revisit it if it's a matter of just I'm uncomfortable or I'm, I'm hesitant. Yeah. I'm, you know, but yeah. I mean, that's that's the butts. It's just the whole idea of, OK, how big is your butt? That's a great question because because it's how are you getting in your own way because of the excuses you make or because of the rationalizations you make or because of the defending you make for whatever struggles you've got rather than recognizing, OK, what is this revealing about me? What is, you know, go back to the the person that you started this whole show with on mm -hmm. if, if you got single people and yeah, but they have a child. Well, okay. If you actually yeah, think, they... th think that through, what does that mean? Well, they've seen another side of life now that they're probably a little more mature than some 22 year old that's just out to go drinking all the time. Right. You know, so if, if you just slow yourself down, maybe you see a different side of it that that's the same thing we did a couple shows ago. That well, my my wife or my husband, they they just they're never interested in sex. But the times we have it, <laughs> actually they are. Hold on, maybe you know, and so you kind of slow yourself down, and then use right. the butt appropriately to explore the other side of the coin. I think that's what we try to do on this show a lot. Is let's mm -hmm. reframe this in a whole different way, and maybe that gives you a great path forward. Yeah. And it doesn't sound as sexual, but I do think of a particular example. There was a, a couple that I met with a long time ago and his big thing, his penchant was red fingernails. He mm -hmm. just thought it was sexy, sexy for a woman to have red fingernails. And I agree. This, this girl was so <laughs> resistant. She, okay. she just, it, it was mortifying to her that he found that attractive. But once we kind of talked it through, what she realized is that the person that she associated red fingernails with was her maternal grandmother, who was quite frankly, a witch with a capital B. Yeah. And so she associated 
those two things together. Sure. And so basically all she was saying is, I don't want to be a witch, right. but can you be a wonderful person and still have red fingernails? So she decided to give it a try. It was like, if it means that much to him, is it that much skin off my nose to just paint right. him red? I can take it off the next day. Big right. deal. So she did it. And she was so glad that she did. So she overcame her butt. Yep. She looked at what's really behind it. And she realized it wouldn't be that much skin off my nose to just give him his fantasy. If scratching his back or his front with red fingernails is what turns him on, I have the power to do that. And there's no other woman on the planet who does have the power to do that. So I think that a lot of growth can take place when you just look at your butt and, <laughs> and figure out, What's this really all about? <laughs> right. And can I overcome it? Yeah, because, yeah, that's just it. It's just the idea of confronting yourself before you confront your partner. Mm -hmm. It's recognizing, how am I getting in my own way? That's a good way to frame that. Is How's my butt getting in my way? And don't you want to grow? Don't you want to evolve to include more and more things in your repertoire as you get older and older? If If all we could ever do is what we did on our honeymoon, I think our sex lives would be pretty uneventful. <laughs> you know, I mean, let, let's just be real. Very we, possible. We had not carved out a groove. We did not know what we really enjoyed. We we Maybe. were just. We didn't even know who we were ourselves. <clears throat> exactly. We just knew that the long peg is supposed to go in the round hole for hopefully long enough that something cool happens. Yeah. <clears throat> but, oh my goodness, how we evolve in the first decade of marriage. Yeah. And even more so with every decade that passes. Yeah. It's really exciting. This is this should definitely be something to celebrate. Yeah. And it just comes down to what how do you look at what's going on? You know, that again, it's the idea of how do we get out of our own way from the things that are really bothering us, but we blame our spouse for it. How do we get past our own butts? Yep. So maybe you got to shrink it a little bit, but you still got to have it. Yeah. Because you yeah. can use it to a good, you can use it to look at the other side of things. You can have it, but be honest about it. There you go. Don't over-spiritualize it and play God cards. Have it just, and use it appropriately. Own, own your reservations, own your inhibitions. Just yeah. be honest and don't be surprised if, you're, if your feelings change in a few years. You yeah, never know. It could happen. Give, your, give yourself room to grow. I don't know. What comes to my mind is... Own your own butt and use it to turn the other person on. <laughs> to all the people that are butt okay. people out there. You know, it's like, hey, use it appropriately. There, there may be some people who are disappointed that this show wasn't about ass play. Let's just be honest. Maybe we need to do a show about that sometime. Yeah, maybe so. I'm not, uh, hey, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. <laughs> Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to us. Yeah, we you got something? Yeah, send us feedback at sexymergeradio.com. If we got questions, comments, we'd love to hear from you. See you next time. And hope to see you at the getaway. Yes. Sir.